Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. I recorded an episode the other day that I didn't like and it started with this idea of inspiration and motivation. I was using music as a tool to help motivate me and I've been using podcasts as tools to inspire me. But the other day I was not feeling inspired. I am in the thick of my last scenes of my book. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I got there, but I'm there and I'm not feeling inspired by anything. I'm just literally writing words down just to get it done. But I am so excited to get this, what I'm calling draft zero, done. I'm excited because my next step will be what to do next, how to fix the things that are broken. I know things are broken. I know specific things that are broken. And I know that there are more than just what I know that are broken. There's a lot that's wrong. This is why I'm calling it draft zero. This is why I am not feeling inspired and why I am just writing words down just to get it done. I mean, I'm thinking about it, about where I want it to be. There's a lot of action and hopefully I'm, I'm giving the action justice, but I know for a fact that things aren't going to quite connect right. So I was listening to some music the other day. Uh, just for motivation, just to get me get me pumping. And the music that I normally listen to is like EDM and like hardcore like beat drops, despite the intro music on my podcast. And it doesn't inspire me. I was listening to a podcast on my on my walk the other day, and for some reason, just the podcasts aren't really doing it for me anymore. But early on, the podcasts that were helping me, well, specifically one podcast was helping me find inspiration with my writing, and that was the Story Grid podcast. But I already gleaned what I could from that, so it's like I don't need that anymore. And nothing else feels right because I just, I'm not in that creative mode. I'm just in the mode of getting it done, getting the words down having fun with it here and there. I've written a thousand words the past two mornings and they're scenes that I enjoy. I doubt they're very good, but I wanted to say that there's something to be said about music for motivation and getting things going because it helped. The other day I started listening to music. I was feeling not inspired and even though the music doesn't inspire me, it gets me motivated, it gets me moving, it gets me wanting to run and dance. Especially when you're stuck, especially when you're like sitting and working all day or even just sitting all day during quarantine or anything like that. It can make you really tired and it's counterintuitive and I think we all know this, that being tired and laying around makes you more tired. It's not uncommon knowledge. So I was getting going. I went on a couple runs 
And I guess I'm starting this episode out on this note because I'm sore and it feels good to be sore. It feels good to have gone on runs. Yesterday I went for a swim with fins and goggles and all the the whole shebang with my husband and it was a lot of fun. It's just great to be active and use that activity, use that motivation to propel you further into your own writing. And it goes back to something I mentioned a while back in an episode. Writing isn't the only thing that will propel your writing journey. Writing isn't the only thing that's going to help your novel. Everything you put into your life, you get back in some way. You either get back motivation, you feel good, you're, you're giving to your body or your mental health. And a few weeks ago, I was working on my mental health and I was feeling bad that I didn't do any writing on anything but my journaling. And I wrote like half a journal full of entries in two days. But you know what? That helped my writing journey in that it cleared out my mental headspace so that I can get back to my writing. At the end of the episode that I was recording the other day, I was trying to wrap things up. And sometimes my recordings go on so much of a ramble and I forget my point and I go off on this bird walk and the bird walk becomes the new like line of thought that it kind of just like the conclusions are hard to wrap up but I was just trying to wrap up some some thoughts on helpful things for your inspiration and motivation one of them is another podcast that I listened to that was what inspired my own podcast which is How to Write a Novel by Keith McNally. And I kind of stumbled upon that podcast just randomly. I literally, I think I searched How to Write a Novel in the Apple Podcasts, just like looking for writing podcasts. And I came across that one. And it's a great, interesting perspective to get into somebody else's journey and that's what inspired me to do this because I enjoyed the journey and I wanted to share my own personal journey as well and he did a a shout out on his podcast this morning which was so nice so thank you um yeah so I, I was actually planning on doing a shout out on all the podcasts that I enjoy so it's how to write a novel and the other one who was recommended to me actually by Keith as well, was um, How Do You Write? And then the one that I already mentioned, which is Story Grade, which I find incredibly, incredibly helpful. Um, And I listened to like maybe 30 plus chronological episodes before I stopped and got overwhelmed and decided that it was no longer serving me to keep listening. But I highly recommend that one. And... I highly recommend listening to music for motivation. And the obvious one is books. If you like reading, I hope you do, because you're listening to a writing podcast, and hopefully we all like reading. Um, Obviously, reading is a big one for finding inspiration in your own work. Just don't get too overwhelmed if you're comparing your own work against other work, especially if you're in your first or zero draft, it can be pretty heartbreaking to just feel not good enough, which is kind of where I was getting the other day. 
So yeah, that uh, that sums up my thoughts on the other day. But really today I wanted to talk about how detrimental social media is in my writing journey. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Social media sucks. It really does. It Just the other day on Sunday, I was literally on social media for the whole evening on Instagram for no reason at all. It's addicting. That's the problem too, is realizing it, that it is addicting. So if you are having an issue with social media, I do have a few tips and some ways to kind of like pinpoint whether or not you have a problem, which I think is the first step to overcoming social media. Yes, this is turning into an Alcoholics Anonymous for social media, but it is very important to recognize this as a problem. And a few weeks ago when I did recognize this as a problem, it immediately got better. Not to say that I'm perfect because the other day I was sucked back in, but once you recognize, granted, like any of my advice, like feel free to take this with a grain of salt because this really only applies to me. And I know that there are people out there similar to me, so this might also apply to other people, but it may or may not apply to you and it probably won't. You're probably just fine staying off of social media. You maybe you're not bothered by that or you don't even have a Facebook or an Instagram. So in that case, ignore this whole entire episode after this point. Social media can just be the bane of my writing existence and it's gotten pretty bad with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, to just kind of explain my own journey with social media, I at the start of the quarantine, at the start of the pandemic, gosh, March 11th, 2020, will be a date that will forever be stuck in my head. But even before that day, I was just watching Facebook every day. Facebook, Facebook. And then it was not even just Facebook, but I was Googling that little, I'm sure we've all seen that page where it was doing the count of like coronavirus cases and every single day I would just be on that for hours even if I wasn't like actively looking at it or looking at my phone it would distract me for hours or I would just be in bed for much longer than I normally would be and I found some sort of balance with it and obviously I don't do that anymore I think we all did it and then we all found a way to stop probably then came along you know, the death of George Floyd and the protests and the riots and everything that was going on. And once it really started ramping up on social media, I was like, oh my gosh, I needed to take a break from social media. I needed to get off of it. That's, that's all I needed. But I couldn't. I had to force myself to stay on it, to sit in that discomfort and to help. And this moment motivated me to do even more with my company, which I've explained in previous episodes. But to be brief, I launched a an industry-wide pledge against racism, against, you know, systemic oppression. And that's going well. But again, I was just really stuck and ingrained in that social media cycle where I could not get out of it. It, it, uh, it went on for several weeks. So 
I mean, the death of George Floyd happened on May 25th, and I will remember this date as well because it was right before my birthday. And I remember going out on a little boat trip on my birthday, and then, like, that's when that was all going on. So I pushed myself deeper into social media during this time. I pushed myself into this whole moment and really compromised my mental health and it didn't dawn on me until you know a few weeks later when I was talking to my friend about all of this that I realized I need to get off of Facebook especially Facebook because that's where all the people are that you know think the earth is flat and support Trump so yeah all that was happening and the way that I realized that it was a real problem And I knew it was a problem. That's not the point. I knew it was a problem, but vocalizing the problem with my friend when I was talking about it really helped me realize how helpful it is to vocalize this out loud to somebody to make it more real, that it's happening, that it's affecting your body negatively and your mind negatively, and that you are maybe getting in too deep. You're doing too much and compromising your mental health. So I was having this conversation with my friend, realizing how helpful it is to vocalize that. I'm going up a hill now, so it's like getting a lot of breath because I can't talk and walk at the same time, apparently. So once I was able to vocalize that issue, I was able to come up with a tangible solution to it and, you know, face it head on tangibly instead of in this vague idea in my head where I knew it was a problem but I wasn't going to do anything about it. So that's sort of the journey that I took in realizing all of this. The reason why I'm doing this episode is because there were a few things aside from that that have helped me overcome my social media addiction. That's what I'm going to call it because that's what it is. After my conversation with my friend, one of my solutions was to log out of my accounts. Now, I can't log out of Instagram because it's too interconnected with my business. But my business used to be modeling and I used to use that as an excuse for Facebook. I don't need Facebook anymore, yet here we are. I still have it. There's no no consideration to remove myself off of it. So basically, I logged out of my Facebook, I logged out on my phone, I logged out on my computer, and I actually had this weird recent incident where somebody was hacking me, somebody I knew that I don't like. I had changed all of my passwords to something really complex, like they are all like very unique, complex passwords. So that's also another good tip. Make all your passwords like really hard to remember and hard to like use because then that puts another barrier to you logging back in. Now, if you save your password on your computer, that kind of defeats the purpose. Regardless, logging in is a whole new step that if you automatically go to Facebook as a habit, then just logging out will simply help you defeat that habit because you'll end up on the page and you're like, oh, I have to log in now. So that's one thing. Make it a complex password. Hard to remember. Hard to get into. 
And then another thing that helped me get off of Instagram a little bit more because it is addicting. It is very addicting where sometimes I will post something for my company and watch to see how it does. And I doubt that I'm the only person that does this. It's very unhealthy. And I I think back to some of the articles that I've read about how getting likes is like an endorphin shot where it's like, it's just super unhealthy, the relationship we have with our phones and with social media. And I'm sure that I'm experiencing that when I watch how well something does. I'm sure I'm getting that shot of endorphin. So it's like reinforcing this bad habit of wasting time. It's literally just a time suck. There's no point in me just sitting there watching how well it does. So there's that. So I started scheduling my posts for my company and actually it's doing much better for the Instagram too. It's growing much faster and it's doing so much better. I mean like it was already at um, 11k when I started this and now it's up to 12 point almost 3k followers but the growth is just going to be exponential from here I know because you know the posts are more consistent the posts are more quality and I can do it from my computer rather than on my phone so I don't have to get sucked into the likes I can just schedule it forget about it and then you know it'll post when I don't even realize it and I don't have notifications on my phone for Instagram so it's like it's helpful because that won't be popping up in my radar until I get onto Instagram and then realize, oh, that's been posted. Oh, it's doing great. That's good. You know, and then I can go back off of Instagram and just deal with the rest of my life. So that's another big tip that has helped me on this journey. Um, The other reason why I was getting sucked into social media just the other day on my own personal social media is it's this accountability thing because I know that we we all need to get back to our lives and post like quote-unquote regular day-to-day content or whatever it is that you post but at the same time like this movement has not ended we're still fighting and I made this I read this article about how we can continue the Black Lives Matter movement just by uh, posting our regular content but also acknowledging our our privilege or whatever it is that's there by providing resources alongside the post. So I wanted to share my little garden journey. I started a garden and it's not doing great, but I wanted to share some pictures because, you know, social media. And so I've got these pictures of my my cabbage are all like eaten. I don't know if I'm going to have any real cabbage to like show when all is said and done, but I have some cabbage and then I'm actually pretty proud of my little tomato plant that's like growing. I transplanted it and you know I thought it was going to die and it didn't. Um, There's actually two of them but I doubt they're going to do very good. So I posted one onto my story on Instagram and realized that wasn't enough. That didn't feel right. That didn't that felt it still felt tone deaf and it still felt like yes I can post my own content but not unless I'm going to back my content up with resources and continue this movement. So I spent like an hour researching. um, I was actually looking for something specific because I had listened to this podcast about black farmers and I was trying to find it and I found the one that I think it was, but it was like from 2019. I thought it was newer, but anyways, I ended up sharing these resources, but not before spending 
you know, more than an hour looking stuff up to share. So I shared all that. I put it out into Instagram. Then I hopped onto Facebook and then I did a Facebook version of the same thing, but just a little bit more jabby because Facebook annoys me. So then there was Facebook. So it's just like a huge time suck and not that I'm complaining about having to post about, you know, resources and stuff. Like I should, I should spend my time doing that. And it was a Sunday, so it was okay. But at the same time, we're talking about writing here. We're talking about our our writing journeys. And I don't think I wrote at all that day. I actually did not write at all Sunday. And it was because of social media. And because I wanted to paint in the morning instead of write. So by the time I had free time to sit around and write, maybe 5 p.m., 6 p.m., my brain was just mush. And I already know that I can only really write in the mornings before everything starts because my brain is still fresh in the morning. So, like, that's just my journey. That's my process. And social media keeps messing it up. So, there you go. There's all the information on how I'm combating my social media habits. I hope it was helpful. I think that's all I'm going to rant about today because I'm, for some reason, super out of breath. Please subscribe to my mailing list. All right. Take care.